It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Weight Watchers has an amazing new cookbook out. It's called One Pot Cookbook. And joining me today is Nancy Gagliardi. She is going to talk to us about how we can make our meals in not just the one pot you might be thinking about, but many pots, how to streamline them and make them healthier. Welcome, Nancy. How are you? I'm well, and thank you so much for having me. Well, what a complete and thorough book, first of all, and images that just make me want to go home and make it. Tell us a little bit about what makes this, you know, sort of Weight Watchers friendly. Yeah, what we wanted to do with this book, the idea had a lot of heart in the office and we really got excited about it. But what we wanted to do was make sure that we were delivering on that Weight Watchers promise, which is really about creating recipes and delivering them to consumers in a way that they will be so, you know, motivated not only to cook, but that their payoff will be really big. And by payoff, I mean in terms of flavor that the flavors are going to be big, bold flavors, which means that you're going to feel more satisfied, which means you're probably going to stick to your weight loss plans longer. And also, too, you know, we tried thinking, as we always do when we're developing cookbooks for Weight Watchers, about the nutrition profile. So we wanted to make sure that, like the Weight Watchers plan, these recipes were really keying into all those wonderful fresh fruits and vegetables, the lean meats, the grains, the variety of healthy, good, nutritious, wholesome foods that are out there that are part of the Weight Watchers Points Plus plan. You know, I'm listening to this and I'm wondering, okay, so what's missing? What's <laughs> missing? You've got all the good stuff. Are you finding ways to replace fat with flavor? Is it the cooking technique? What What is uh, making this be, you know, because everything's sounding great to me and like there's no, I'm not giving up a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's all of the above. I mean, what we wanted to do with this book was we wanted to tap into, you know, what we consider the elements of great recipes, which are the best ingredients, the finest ingredients, and the latest ingredients that are out there. There, There's some wonderful, really interesting things in your supermarket as well as your farmer's market that you really should explore because it's just going to keep you interested. In addition, I mean, the, the whole kind of idea of the book One Pot, we're not only using, well, it's not only about the cooking vessel, but it's about the cooking technique as well. And, and we've tapped into cooking techniques that really intensify the flavor of a lot of the foods you eat. And we again, we see that it's about those flavors because if you have those flavors, you're going to keep cooking. You're going to be satisfied. Your family will be satisfied if you're making for your family. They'll be raving about the foods. You'll be encouraged to make even more. And it's just a positive cycle that's going to help you lose weight. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, obviously one of the things you talked about is finding more things at the grocery store and getting to know these new products. And so it does start with shopping, right, and getting the right ingredients. And, of course, then it's the cooking technique, as you mentioned, that can coax flavors out without necessarily having to add too much. But I'm intrigued by Chapter 1, which is when we talk about a one-pot cookbook. The first pot is a bowl. Right. Yeah, and, and, that's, and we did that on purpose. What we thought was, okay, so we're thinking through this book. We're thinking through how do we make this a different one-pot book. So we said, okay... We're going to create these recipes, but what are all the the tools and the appliances people have in their homes? I mean, most people have a bowl in their home, and most people have what are the other what the other chapters are divided to as well, skillets and saucepans and such. So we thought that the best way to do this would be to start dividing up the chapters by all these different tools as well as appliances, and then focus on recipes that could be made primarily in that one pot in that bowl. So that opening chapter, you're seeing a lot of salads. 
You're seeing some sandwiches as well. Um, and you're just seeing some things that, to me, are kind of like the no-brainer things that everyone should kind of have on their, on their mind when they're trying to whip together a lunch or they want a light dinner or maybe they've gotten home late from work and you don't want to invest a whole lot of time. So, you, you know, you may say to yourself, oh, you know, a, a, a salad would be nice, but something with a little bit more heft and meat, not just, you know, not just a, a green salad. So, you know, we've got like a salmon salad. We've got a recipe in here that's actually wonderful. It's a salmon salad with a, a buttermilk dressing, a lemon buttermilk mm. dressing. And it, it's really, really satisfying. And it's all done in one bowl. Throw some, uh, you know, good whole grain crackers on the side, and you really have a, a good filling meal, whether it's lunch or dinner. You know, it's funny, Nancy. I'm looking at the Mexican gazpacho chicken salad, and I can tell you that that when you said satisfying, that is what I see when I look at that, that gorgeous grilled chicken, the tomato, the cucumber, the onion, and lime gives so much flavor and no fat. But I see what, what makes this be a, a smarter choice, and that is it's not drowned in cheese or sour cream or some of the things that, unfortunately, we've all been trained to cover our Mexican food in. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, what we wanted to do with this book, too, was like sort of give people a, a little tour of the world. You know, a lot of other cultures have wonderful, wonderful cuisines. And, it, you know, I think it's really important for us to start borrowing from that because that's going to give you flavor profiles that maybe you're not used to. They might be new to your palate. They might be new to your family. It might seem weird at first. You might be using ingredients you're totally unfamiliar with. But, you know, all supermarkets across the country now have such well-stocked uh, ethnic aisles. Yeah, they do. I really encourage people to go just walk through them. I frequently will find myself in whenever any city I'm in, any country I'm in, I always go to the grocery store because I want to see, you know, what do you have here and what is this? And this is kind of interesting. And just giving it a try. It's just being a little bit adventurous because, again, you're going to see you're not eating the same thing over and over. You won't get your palate in a rut. You won't get your your weight loss plan in a rut, and therefore you're probably going to stick with it. Oh, I love that. And, you know, when you talk about same thing over and over, there is a statistic that the average American family makes basically the same five recipes over and over and over. And I would be banging my head against the wall, frankly. Well, the the next uh, pot or the yeah pot that we are cooking in is a wok. Yeah. And I love this. Now, sometimes people think there's a lot of oil, a lot of fat needed for wok cooking. But I'm seeing that you are busting that myth. Yeah, no, no, no. Actually, the wok is my personal favorite, to be quite honest with you. I'm very, very big on uh, Asian cuisine and Asian flavors. And the wok, to me, is the working girl's best friend. Because the fact is, is that, you know, with a wok, all you need is you prep all your ingredients beforehand. That's the way, you know, you kind of set it up. Mm-hmm. You do have to, you have to think a little bit and you have to plan. But again, a lot of these recipes, we're relying on pantry ingredients. We're relying on things that you can, many of them you can keep in your freezer. Frozen vegetables, not an issue. I mean, a lot of frozen vegetables have just as good nutrition as the fresh. Or we're uh, looking to ingredients that if you're going into your supermarket, you're going to be on that express lane. It's maybe one or two items. Maybe you're buying your fresh produce or you're buying your lean meats. And then again, you know, the wok on the fire, a little bit of oil or broth. Broth is a great unknown that no one ever thinks about in terms of using uh, when, when you're sautéing something or stir-frying something. And, and one of my favorite dishes of this is the Szechuan orange ginger beef. I'm looking at that now, and yeah. I'm absolutely salivating. It looks fantastic. And as I read the recipe, it's one tablespoon of canola oil when you're serving four people. So that is going to fit in anybody's Weight Watcher plan. And then you mentioned using broth or water. It's so true. If you start with that little bit of oil in your pan, your wok, 
walk is looking dry, a little more broth, a little juice, even a little water can be easily used instead of adding more oil. Absolutely. And that gives you sauce, too, which is really nice. Yeah. So if you have something on rice or couscous or even bread... I mean, I think to me that's all part of it. It's not about just kind of like devouring something very quickly and moving on. When you're forcing yourself to cook something, it's also forcing you to kind of think about the ingredients you're, you're using. Spend some time with those ingredients, whether you're chopping them or just cleaning them. And then, you know, sort of putting it all together. I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the zen of cooking as well. So mm-hmm. you kind of slow down, think about what you're eating, and think about what you're doing to nourish yourself as well as your family. Well, all of the recipes in the book are so pretty as well. If you're just joining us, we're speaking to Na- Nancy Gagliardi of Weight Watchers, and we're talking about the new book, The One Pot Cookbook. And the next pot that I want to talk about is the Dutch oven, because I recommend everybody have one. And there's some confusion to people what a Dutch oven is. A Dutch oven, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. You really have to have one in your kitchen. They can be very pricey, but it's a one-time cost. Exactly. It's, basically enamel, uh, it's a cast iron pot that generally has an enamel coating on it. And it really, it's great for conducting heat. And it's wonderful for, especially the soups and the stews, where you want to brown something first. And frequently what happens is, is, you know, you're taking like the large cuts of meat or the small cuts of meat that, you know, tend to be, need that long cooking. They might be a little bit tough. So it's like that's where, that's the perfect, you know, the perfect vehicle for your stews. We have a wonderful beef stew, French style beef stew in that section that, you know, really, again, these are the things that need that long, slow cooking. And the Dutch ovens are really wonderful because they retain the heat. They allow you to use them on the stovetop as well as in the oven. Um, I'm a big fan of them in the wintertime. I have a used one. I hemmed and hawed at the price, but I was like, yeah, but they are. (laughs) That's right. They're so good. They're worth their weight in gold and they are heavy. Well, you said that you liked the Asian flavors and there's, you can get so much flavor without having to incorporate a lot of fat. And I'm looking at this succulent braised pork loin Asian style. And to me, that's like dinner party worthy. Absolutely. And, you know, we were trying to have what we're calling the high and the low of this. And the high and the low in the world of Weight Watchers means two things. It means high and low in terms of points plus value. So a lot of these recipes, I mean, some of the main dishes here are three points plus value per serving. Some are ten. So, you know, depending on where you are in your plan, you can choose one or the other. And then we meant high and low in terms of some of these can have the high factor that you can be serving them. I mean, if you're entertaining, maybe you have special company over. Maybe it's a special event for you and your spouse or your significant other. You want to do something. And then there are those that are like the down and dirty. So, it's you know, it's game day and you want to make something for your husband and his friends that are coming over. You know, uh, we have, as I was saying, that French-style beef stew is great. There's mm-hmm. a macaroni and beef recipe that basically, you know, it's kind of a baked dish, a casserole. So, I mean, there's really something for everyone here in every palate. Well, and to be able to serve something as, as a dinner party dish, after all, you know, Weight Watchers is a way of life and not an occasional thing, so you don't have to chuck it out the window when you're entertaining. Absolutely. Well, the last one, and I'm afraid we don't have time for it, but I wish I could show everybody right now, is the picture of the slow cooker pulled pork and cabbage sandwich. And when I look at that and that says Weight Watchers, I think, oh, my God, yeah, that's a good I can one. do this. I that's can, a good one. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Well, Nancy Gagliardi, there are such beautiful recipes in here. We'll see if we can get one to feature on amystable.com. And, of course, you can go to weightwatchers.com for lots more information as well. But what a great book. I, I uh, can't wait to get cooking. And, Nancy, thanks for all the great information today. Thank you so much for having me. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102.